Next up, Dr. David Morehouse. I'm so glad that you called me because you are doing such an important task, important work, because you are spreading a very positive message. I was really moved by last week's show because we made a commitment to a worldwide event to try to change consciousness. I'm feeling enormous energy around this show. Just enormous, enormous. Uh, I really have to hand it to you, Nicole. You've created sort of a niche of amazing, amazing connections. It's just like (laughs) the angels and the devatas that are like attracted to news for the soul is amazing. This is Damien Brinkley. Welcome to the hearts and minds of Informant. This is News for the Soul. Hello, this is Satyan Raja, and you're listening. Next on News for the Soul, it's time for Breaking Through with Grace Gideon. Grace is a passionate and dedicated international life coach with a bachelor's in law, a master's in East-West psychology, and an expert in addictions. Grace combines these skills in her practice to clinically and intuitively diagnose and break through subconscious issues that prevent you from achieving success and fulfillment. She has a unique capacity to tune in to repress psychological and emotional blocks and to teach effective techniques to transform your life in a deep and long-lasting way. And now to help you make your next breakthrough, here's Grace. And here she is, Grace, how are you? Great, thanks, Nicole. How are you? I am going well. What's new? What's new? Today we have a very special guest, Nicole, speaking on the topic of gratitude. Her name is Carolyn Flower, and she's the author of Gravitate to Gratitude, and hopefully we have her on the line. Hello. This is Carolyn. Awesome. Hello, Carolyn. Can you hear me? Hi, Grace. Oh, this I'm (laughs) so, so thrilled to be here. Thank you so much. Well, thanks, thanks so much. Thanks, Nicole. Thanks, Carolyn. Carolyn, I'm just going to have a word to the listeners about today's topic, and then I'm going to invite you in for our chat on gratitude wellness. Perfect. So stay tuned, and we'll get going. So hi, everyone. As you know, I'm Grace Gideon, so welcome back to Breaking Through with Grace on our life-changing talk radio station news for the soul. So I want to ask you guys, how are you feeling today? Is, is today? Does today happen to be one of those days when you're just not feeling great? Maybe your heart has an ache in it for somebody you love who's not there for you right now or the debts are mounting or the weather's not so good or the kids are playing up or your, your parents aren't connecting with you the way you want them to? Is it a day when you might feel lost or just things are just not that great? Have you had one of those days and and when you've had one of those days, you, you call up a friend and you just want to talk about it and you, you just want to be able to talk about all this pain and all of this misery and all of this loneliness and all of these troubles. I often get those days, not always, thank God, but I often get those days and I usually end up calling a spiritually minded friend and often what I get back from them leaves me pretty dumbfounded because I often just get told by that person, Grace, what are you grateful for? And I just sit there and I think, why on earth are they hijacking this conversation and asking me what I'm grateful for right now? Why aren't they listening to my problems and helping me solve them? I mean, that's what I called them for, to have these problems solved, to vent, to get all this weight off my chest because it's just one of those bad days when I need a friend. I don't need platitudes. I don't need, you know, you know, angels. I just need somebody to listen to me and let me get the stuff off my chest. And then I tell them that, and these people who are still in my life today, so they must be there for a reason, say, but Grace, what are you grateful for? And I just sit there and I think, do I answer the question? Do I say something to them? Do I sort of think, 
and then I just try and dig deep and, and try and find it within me to say, well, I'm grateful for my son. I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for my beautiful country, Australia, which is safe and beautiful. I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunities I have in life. But something in me stops me from answering those questions, partly because I'm resentful because they've hijacked me away from what I wanted to talk about. And they want to talk about how beautiful the flowers are in bloom or how pretty the autumn leaves are. They've hijacked me and they're not letting me say what I want to say. They're, they're talking about la-la land and I'm talking about real problems. And um, it's, it's, it's not that I'm not a grateful person. I don't want you to think that and I don't want all those spiritually-minded people listening to News for the Soul to think, hey, Grace is not a grateful person I'm a deeply grateful person but the problem that I have is that when my feelings of sadness or overwhelm or disappointment loom so large in a particular day I just don't seem to have the headspace to switch over to the good stuff my focus is problem solving I'm a problem solver I've got to get rid of the problem if I get rid of the problem then I can go back to my awesome grateful life so here's the thing. Here's what I want you to imagine, those people who are like me. They know in their heart they're grateful, but they just can't swing into gratitude mode when things are tough for them. So here's what I want you to listen to, and here's what I want you to imagine. Imagine if the actual way to solve those problems and deal with those miserable, difficult circumstances is to focus not on them, but on cultivating an attitude of gratitude. What if that thing that friends tell me to do, what if that cultivating an attitude of gratitude could produce tangible results? Not just take your mind off your problems, not just distract you, not just like giving a little child a lolly when they, they want something and you don't have time for them, but that could actually be a practice that produces tangible results. So just imagine if when you're lost or alone or broke, you had the ability to feel centered and then regroup and then take action and persist and have faith that things can turn around. Imagine that in those dark moments, you didn't take all the good for granted and that you lived with a thankful heart. There's a bit of background noise. I don't know if that's you, Carolyn, or somebody else, but anyway, we'll just persist. It's starting to sound a bit like a fairy tale when I talk about this stuff, but what if maybe this is possible? That's what I want you to think about. Is this possible? Is this human quality of gratitude something we can cultivate and believe in that can bring us centeredness and inner peace and lead us to abundance. Well, last October, I met Carolyn, who I've introduced you to, and we'll just bring her on in the line. Carolyn Flower is the author of the best-selling book, Gravitate to Gratitude, and several other um, uh, best-selling books. She and I attended a conference in California last year, and we gravitated to each other. We've been connected ever since. Carolyn is the Chief Creative Officer at Carolyn Flower International and she's been a member of the professional communication industry for over 25 years. She's also creating an amazing conference um, called Gratitude Live which you should look on Carolyn Flower's Facebook and stay tuned for when that might happen in the next year or so. She's a best-selling author and the founder of the Pathways to Publishing Academy for independent authors and an expert on the topic of gratitude wellness. She is a brilliant woman, I must say. She's helped me so much in my career. But not just that, she's a beautiful soul. So whenever I speak to her, I feel this lovely energy always calms me down, makes me feel full inside. And then I say, oh, come on, what's your secret, Caroline? And here it is. It's gratitude. She has an attitude of gratitude, a quality of gratitude, 
more importantly, our wellness strategy, a life wellness strategy of gratitude. So I'm just going to say a couple more things and then I'm going to have a lovely conversation on this topic with Carolyn, particularly on how we're going to impose the power of gratitude as a wellness strategy. So journaling is one of the things that Carolyn's going to talk about, journaling for gratitude. And you guys already know how much I believe in journaling because after each show I give you an assignment to connect to your inner voice, uncover, discover, recover the lost aspect of yourself, transform the painful past, and there's no evidence of shortage on how journaling can help you transform the subconscious to the conscious by bringing it to sight and releasing past toxic emotions. But here's my question. If journaling on the traumatic past can help transform its impact on you today... Can journaling on gratitude help you transform your tomorrow into something bigger and brighter and more abundant? Does living in a state of grace and appreciation, yes, even for uninvited and unwanted things, create habits and change your mindset to move you towards fulfilling your potential? See how I have all these questions? I'm putting them out there because I want Carolyn to be able to address them all. Because gratitude is a powerful life force if you choose to become aware of that um, instead of complaining, and, 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 and which is what my old habit is, complaining about what's missing in my life. I used to think it was a platitude, uh, but I'm starting to see that we're not talking today about the kind of false cheeriness that masks pain. We're talking about a wellness strategy a wellness strategy. So my last question before I bring Carolyn on is if you were convinced that there was a payoff for adopting a gratitude wellness strategy that outweighed the comfort you got from worrying, stressing and complaining, would you be willing to put your energy into that instead? I mean, there's no harm in becoming aware aware of what we feel good about, right? There's no harm in realizing that we have to to choose the way we think. But scientists actually have done studies on the power of gratitude journaling and medical research. And they're learning how many physical and emotional symptoms can be treated and supported by adding this habit into our lives. Spirit and science are converging on this topic of a gratitude wellness strategy that can provide tangible results in your physical and emotional experience. I'm telling you about the science. I'm telling you it's not a platitude. I'm telling you about my struggle with feeling grateful in difficult days. To ask you again the question, if you were convinced that there was a payoff for adopting a gratitude wellness strategy that outweighed the comfort you get from worrying, stressing and complaining, would you be willing to put your energy into that? So if this subject resonates with you and you'd like to share a story or ask a question, the call-in number is 1-646-595-4274. Press 1. You should hear a message that says you are now in the host queue. Hold on and you'll get put through to me and Carolyn and we'll answer your questions. Or if you prefer to email us, the email is on the air at tellus.net, T-E-L-U-S dot N-E-T, and Carolyn and I will answer your questions. So, time for Carolyn to join us. Carolyn, welcome. Welcome to thank the show. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Grace. I, thank I loved everything that you led in to this subject with. It was really relevant and some really interesting, interesting questions for your listeners. Oh, terrific, terrific. So, Carolyn, you started off as a writer before you uh, became very interested in the to- topic of gratitude wellness and started writing about that. And yeah. apparently this... Uh, this was born from your gratitude wellness uh, concept was born from very early childhood experiences. So can you tell us a bit about 
what led you into this field and how? Yeah, uh, it would be my pleasure. As as a, a kid uh, growing up, I, I didn't have brothers and sisters, and not that that's neither here nor there, but for uh, my life experience, I had a, a circumstance where I didn't have, uh, one of my parents was not well. So a lot of my time on my own in my house was spent in a really negative environment. And by negative, I mean there was a lot of um, conflict and concern and things didn't make a lot of sense to me when I was young. Uh-huh. So I didn't have the sister or the brother that I could bounce things off of and say, is that, you know, did that happen to you or does that sound right to you? And I didn't have the benefit of the other parent who was at my disposal because they were looking after one another. So I was very much mm-hmm. on my own, not alone. I had a good group of friends and whatnot, but <coughs> the things that go on in a kid's house, you don't, when you're that young, eight, nine years old, you don't really talk to other people about it. So I wrote. And it wasn't like I wrote because I really felt I wanted to. It was more a question of that I really needed to do that. I needed to process Mm -hmm. because I didn't understand. So what I used to do was write out these lists. I mean, I would write poetry and I would write little short stories, but I found myself writing these lists to feel better because I didn't feel good and I was I had a lot of different emotions and as a young child I didn't know how to process them I didn't understand what they meant so I used to think mm-hmm. it was kind of magic that I could think uh, about what was bothering me and what I was nervous about and concerned about and write it down and then I would read it back to myself and when I used to write these lists I felt better I felt so much better because my lists would be things like I love my room I love my friends, I have uh, a great girlfriend, I love my books. And I used to focus my attention less on what was obvious that wasn't working, but more so what I really found made me feel really good. And I didn't know back then that I was writing things I was grateful for, but what I did know Mm -hmm. is that the correlation between what I focused on and how I felt when I focused on things that were working and made me feel good, I wanted to do more of that. So if you could say I was writing gratitude as a kid, I sure didn't know it was a strategy back then, Mm. but it's how I managed through, it's how I coped. And I think that, you know, I'm a mom of three kids, and, 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 you know, we're parents, all of us, and we're in the environment of children, and sometimes they don't know how to cope and, how to get through some troublesome, stressful situations. And that is a strategy that sounds so simple. You were talking platitudes before, and, yeah, sometimes it kind of seems like that. Oh, just write about what you're grateful for. But there is an actual connection between your brain focusing on what is feeling good and what works, so you get to choose what you're focusing on and you can't feel really bad and really good at the same time. So that's where mm-hmm. my strategy came from and then developed and, and I've used it. So Carolyn, yeah. that's that's amazing. You just you just intuitively or you, you probably had that positive personality that led you to do that as a child. But at what point did you become aware that you were actually using gratitude as a as a mindset changer like was that like two or three decades later when you did personal growth work or when did you realize that what you were doing organically was actually a personal growth tool um one of one of the um situations in my personal life was um was retiring a marriage after 20 years and with three young children we actually made a choice. I love so that. I've never heard that before. Retiring a marriage. <laughs> yeah, it's, you it's, Americans it's a, and Canadians come up with the best terms. We call it divorce kinder. in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> it's a kinder Retiring and gentler way, you know. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Okay, see, so, see, people, see what happens when you adopt a gratitude wellness strategy. You don't get divorced. You retire a marriage. 
right. It's true. I retired my cars last week. That, well, it's marriage. the same concept, you know. You're, you're, you, right. you make peace with where you're going because you're able to focus on what works, works versus what doesn't work. And that's, I guess when you ask me, when did you believe or understand that you were using it as a strategy, that's probably mm. when I could consciously say, because we did choose to collaborate our particular divorce. And when we did that, we looked at things in a way where we chose to focus on all the things our family had that worked. And the things, obviously, there was a lot that didn't work or we wouldn't be divorcing. But we, what we chose to do consciously is, okay, what, what do we have going for us? And we had three children, of course, so that's where we chose to focus on the well-being of, of the kids. But we spent a lot of time really paying attention to, okay, well, our, our couple is not going to stay, but our family is. So mm-hmm. what is the best part of us? And let's focus on that. It doesn't mean all the rest of the things that are, that are considered not positive things in our life are going to go away. They're very much still there. Mm-hmm. But it's that mm-hmm. choice that you make to focus so your Carolyn, attention. Your book, um, is it Gravitate to Gratitude or one of your other books is actually in law libraries and be, being used um, that's to help in collaborative divorces. Yeah, that's that's fabulous. And your your husband at the time, the one that retired from the marriage, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the retired party, yeah. um, that's what they'll probably do, you know, in the law courts, and they should just call them instead of the applicant and the respondent. They should call her the retirer and the retiree. Retiree, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, your husband, what did he? Is he kind of had the same disposition as you? Was he a person who was willing to be grateful, or did he make it hard for you? I wouldn't say he made it hard for me. He's he wasn't necessarily one that was. Um, so aware in his journey of personal development. I was I was okay. further ahead in that area okay. of life than he was. However, he understood one thing. He knew that it that this was a better option than the alternative. And he knew that there was nothing to lose by doing it that way. That the children, mm-hmm. who was our main focus, that they would be the winners. Because there was a lot to be grateful for. You know, there's that expression that says there's always something to be grateful for. But, but there really is. And, and even on your days where things are the most difficult, the most challenging, those days you talked about earlier where you wake up in the morning and you just don't feel any of that. Mm. Those mm. circumstances that bring those feelings to you are still going to remain but you get to choose I, how you how you handle that. So gratitude. Okay, ends up, let's talk about that. Let's talk yeah. about that expression. You get to choose how you handle that. Now you have to be patient with me because I do. I am a lawyer by <laughs> by original trade. So right. gratitude is a wellness strategy. Okay, so it's very important that our listeners don't get a whole lot of fluff, that that they get something that they can really use. So when you say you get to choose it, okay, yeah. So and when you use the word strategy, so like I said, when I'm in the middle of a, oh, my God, this just happened, how am I going to solve it, mm-hmm. my brain chemistry is firing at a point of, get sympathy, solve problem, get sympathy, solve problem. They're the only two objectives in my mind, you know, get get solutions and sympathy, you know. That's at this how moment. I feel. At this moment. At that because moment. that's how you're trained. That's how you're, like you're saying, your brain chemistry goes in that direction naturally because yeah. that's what you're used to doing. But yeah. like so you tell practice me how law, we choose. yeah, so like yeah. you practice law, when you first mm-hmm. get your law degree, Right? You, mm-hmm. you don't know everything about your profession yet because you haven't practiced it long enough. And okay. you get better and better at different, probably, strategies that attorneys use as you practice, as you learn, as you, you know, deal with different circumstances and you try different ways of handling that. 
Gratitude mm. is a practice. It's not something that most of us wake up and say, listen, I'm just I'm grateful. That's where that's where I think it gets confusing where people do consider it a bit of fluff. Right? Yeah. Where it's like, okay, just be grateful or, you know, there's it could be worse. And those expressions are out there, and it's true. I mean, it could be worse, but when you're in the thick of it, it's really hard. You don't even want to compare yourself to what could be worse. You just feel really bad right now. But the focus part of it means that if you continue to focus on the feeling bad, you'll continue mm-hmm. to feel bad. That is a guarantee. So, but it's comforting. It's comforting to wallow. <laughs> it's comforting, I think, we think it is short-term. But I think yeah. that when we, as, as human beings, when we continue to wallow, we do get tired of doing that. And then we're, we we're looking, you know, because it doesn't make you feel great. Yes, temporarily you vent and you, and you wallow and you want to talk about it. But the more you focus on the problem, the less focus you're going to have to find that solution. So when I say a practice of gratitude, and and we can talk about that in this conversation today about journaling and all of that. But just let's just start with the thinking part before we get to the writing part. Sometimes mm-hmm. what we have to learn to practice, and it starts small, and it's something you decide to do and say, listen, I, I don't want to always um, you know, react to circumstances with the wallowing, or I want to respond maybe instead of react. And even if I, what if I could just, interrupt that pattern where Mm -hmm. I feel that wallowing start to build momentum? What if I could interrupt that pattern and recognize it? So a lot of, in all of your past shows, you talked about awareness, you know, in relationships and things like that where you're conscious or unconscious. So when you become conscious of the thinking pattern that you have, and you are because you say, well, I tend to, you know, we get into that wallowing and it feels good. Well, if we interrupt that, notice, the thought pattern, and then stop and replace mm-hmm. it with something else. Because I well, can... it's very similar. It's very similar, like in twelve-step programs, when when you get um a, what they call a using thought, you know, to pick up a drink or to pick up food or right. or to act out, you have to interrupt the using thought. So yep. I guess negativity is in 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 a gratitude program negativity is your using thought so you have to and I guess even when I talk to people about healing toxic shame you know beating up on yourself is a using thought so you're talking about really not buying it and so miseries are using using thought and and worrying are using thought so you're basically talking about decluttering and clearing up um, all forms of um, not not supportive thinking, right. but it's very important, isn't it? It's very important because, you know, my big thing is name it, claim it, let it go. And yep. the claim it process is it's very important to do the deep work in that process because otherwise it does become a platitude or what what is termed a spiritual bypass or a positivity bypass. A positivity or a spiritual bypass is when you... You know, um, you're, you know, you get a negative thought, etc., and it's there to inform you about something that you're supposed to process and deep, do the deep work on, but right. instead you just ride gunshot over it. For example, <laughs> I might get a negative thought that, <clears throat> you know, I'm always drawn to unavailable men, right? And it's very painful for me. If I automatically switch that without looking at the truth within that and going in and going back to my childhood and looking at my relationships and seeing the pattern and processing, then moving into, ah, I get it, I've got got it, now time to let it go and adopt a gratitude strategy, Mm -hmm. um, that's name it, claim it, let it go. But if I go negative, get rid of it, that's, that's not going to be good unless it's something that is repeated, 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 repeated. I know I'm wallowing. I know I've processed it, but it's just a bad habit I go back to. Then I can pluck it out earlier. Is that correct? 
Yes, that's a, that's a perfect way to 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 give it its a proper overview, because you are going in, and it is a habit. Things, you know, negative thinking. I try to stay away from negative versus positive because, I mean, these are habits that we've adopted over time based on all sorts of circumstances in our life. And these are all habits, though, that can be changed. It's like, you know, saying to yourself one day, I really, I'm not feeling well in my, you know, in my health. I I know that I, I really would be better exercising a little bit. I would be much better if I ate a better diet. I know these things. I have a habit of just popping into the fridge and eating whatever because I'm on the go. And I really haven't made time in my life for exercise or I don't have time in my life. But in fact, you have control over all those things. And you know that each of those habits would produce more wellness in your life. It's just whether you're willing to change the habits that you currently have and whether you're willing to allow them right, to benefit your life. Gratitude and is very... More than, yeah, sorry, Carolyn. Um, and the, these habits are coping mechanisms born of genuine pain, aren't they? They're right. not like, oh, I've got a bad habit because I'm a bad person. They're no. genuine coping mechanisms that served you. Just like in your childhood, you turned to gratitude. Listen, in my childhood, I turned to food, right? right. Food did a lot of damage to me. But it was a coping mechanism. And for a long, long time, food was my best friend and I was very attached to it. And it took quite a while for me to reprogram my mind to say no more turning to food. And and my mum was a beautiful woman, but she had a lot of stress and she did a lot of worrying and had a lot of anxiety. And uh, she turned to worrying a lot. So... I developed that habit too to turn right. to food and turn to worrying. Like my mum turned to food and turned to worrying. We we thought we were doing something. So I think we all have to be patient with ourselves, don't we, yeah. when we adopt these new mindset changes and wellness strategies, just like a food and nutrition wellness strategy or an exercise wellness strategy, a gratitude wellness strategy is a process. Of it's a process that begins with one, one thought. And, and again, you're talking about processing these and some of these are deep-seated habits and, and they're learned behaviors and whatnot that go back to our childhood. There's absolutely true. Um, gratitude, the way I practice it, is a way to, um, to reframe the way you see your life because what I write in the book is that, you know, energy flows where attention goes. And all that means is that if we're constantly focused on a problem, it doesn't mean that there aren't any and we shouldn't be concerned about different things that come along in our life that we need to, you know, take care of, you know. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. problems disappear. But it's a healthy practice that kind of it allows us to be present and active in our own lives because we're aware of all the things that that are overlooked because I think we tend to overlook that we see these these monstrous things that take up so much space and they show up. But there are so many things in our lives that really deserve our attention. And they're things like, you know, self care and feeling grateful for our own selves and all of our wonderful, incredible attributes that we may not pay attention to that often. Being grateful for yourself and, and everything that you bring to the table is important too. But the the whole science of gratitude it actually changes um, the way our brain chemistry works and it blocks toxic emotions. It has that power, you know, resentment and anger and and regret and, and depression and these things they chip away at happiness. And when you when you feel that feeling of being grateful, you can't feel angry <coughs> and grateful at the same time. Mm. And you just mentioned the science of gratitude. Um, I think you've told me that there's a groundbreaking study from the University of California on how the scientific community is embracing gratitude as a wellness strategy. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yes, sure. I I read uh, the study a couple of years back, but um, Robert Emens, he's a professor at the University of California, Davis, and, uh, and he is, I would say, the leading scientific expert 
on the science of gratitude, and that's how they that's how they call it. It is the, a, a science for them. Um, and he's uh, he's actually uh, the editor in chief of the Journal of Positive Psychology, but he's an author, and his studies have uh, I guess about 15 years worth of studies now, and what they have concluded is that the practice of gratitude can actually have dramatic and long-lasting effects in a person's life. And the study that I was so impressed by was uh, uh, it it can happen after two weeks of writing gratitude. But his study uh, at at UC was a 30-day gratitude wellness journaling. And they had two groups of people, a control group and another group, and one wrote gratitude and one uh, and the and the other group was um, talking about different aspects of their life, but they weren't journaling gratitude. And what they found mm-hmm. was that the group of people that were writing and focusing on what they're grateful for every day had incredible physical wellness um, results. For example... Wow. Um, they they determined in this study that they produced um, their 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 control group had reduced levels of of cortisol so their stress went down their sleep improved their uh, blood pressure went down to the point where some of their um, study group were able to let go in this study group I wouldn't generalize that in any way but the study that they did some of those people were able to reduce or sometimes eliminate certain medication that they were taking for certain ailments. After 30 right? days. After 30 days. And, wow. and so, so tell me something. Um, is there something other than journaling that's involved in a gratitude wellness strategy? Is it just challenging your thoughts and journaling gratitude or is there more to a gratitude wellness strategy? I think, you know, from and you're at journaler and, and you encourage it, there is a there is a right brain, left brain thing that happens when when you write, when you hand write things. There's an honesty to it. There's an authenticity to it. And I think that we connect with ourselves when we're writing something down. And this goes for you know students in school and handwriting versus typing. A lot of those um, studies really produce a- incredible results for just the power of writing things down, whether you're a, you study goal setting or achievement strategies. They will always encourage you to write things down. So for me, that's where that practice begins. Past the, okay, I'm going to make a conscious effort now to, to not focus so much on all those things that are in my way and things that annoy me and things that, you know, come up every day and I'm used to reacting this way. I'll make a commitment for a month. It starts with one day. And when I did it, I did, in 2014, I wrote gratitude for 365 days. That was my way. I wanted to find out whether or not there would be any difference. So I, I took it beyond 30 days. I decided to do it for a year. So it mm-hmm. started at the beginning of the year in 2014, and and I had a little sticky note, you know, and I I felt kind of silly even. And and some of my readers have said that. I said, well, what do I write? You know, it's, it's a nice day. It's a sunny day. So that's that's all really great things to begin with. And so I started on a sticky note writing some basic things, um, you know, my children are healthy and, uh, and I live in a beautiful place and all of these basic things that I was aware of that I was grateful for. But what I found is as I wrote, as I continued to write, and some days maybe I didn't feel like writing, but I did it anyway because I really wanted to see how this was going to work out for me. And I, I felt better right away. And what happened was that sticky note became a longer sticky note, became a little journal entry, became a copybook. And mm-hmm. I just kept finding more and more things. So the more that energy was going towards, hey, not only was it a great day, this was fantastic today. And this wow. person, I, I happened to be in a grocery store and I noticed somebody else being grateful to somebody I felt like I appreciated people more. I felt cheerier. 
I felt like I noticed things, like somebody that was kind. Maybe it would have just passed me mm-hmm. by because I was so busy focused on all those other things. But someone being mm-hmm. kind to me made me feel really good, and it made me want to be kinder in return. So I found that the the more I wrote about what I was grateful for, the more things kept showing up for me to be grateful. That's fabulous. Well, we both we both love the tool of writing, obviously. So yeah. I just want to say something, and then I want to see if maybe there's some people who want to make some calls, and then we can come back and sum up on your um, uh, gratitude wellness strategy benefits. One of the things I want to highlight is that uh, don't confuse positive thinking with gratitude wellness. Right. So gratitude is a specific subset of being positive. Gratitude is being thankful, it's being kind, it's being appreciative, it's noticing kindness. So when Carolyn was just speaking then about being in the supermarket, noticing kindness, being kind, being appreciative, gratitude gratitude is a specific specific uh, aspect of positivity. So it's not negative to positive, it's negative to thankful, negative to appreciative, negative to grateful. So in addition to journaling, a lot of the things that you could do is notice your thinking, notice your language, notice how you're communicating to people. Are you saying please and thank you? Are you grateful for what um, you're receiving? Are you showing the gratitude? Uh, You know, I I put a quote on my Facebook, um, you know, getting something and being grateful for it without showing it is like receiving a present and, and not unwrapping it. You know, you show there's a practice there's an action of gratitude but maybe now carolyn we'll just see if anyone's got any comments or any questions if uh nicole is is with us then she can let us know any callers nicole uh well let's see if anyone wants to ask a question caller you're showing up as all ones one 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 what's your first name where you're calling in from hello hello you're live on the air Sorry, we're having a problem with the board. Um, I'm just going to refresh and get you guys to continue the conversation. I'll just let you know, too, there's 12 well, minutes to the top with another show behind you, so we'll keep an eyeball well, on the we're, time. We're pretty, we're, we're pretty good here, so uh, maybe as soon as you get a caller, you can just butt in and we'll keep chatting until, you, uh, until we hear from you when you refresh your board. All right. Okay. okay. So we'll... Uh, so, Carolyn, we'll just keep going on with all of this fabulous stuff and see if she can get us uh, get us connected to some people. So, Carolyn, what would you say was the number one roadblock to feeling grateful? Is it is it what we've discussed already, the, the sort of attitude that I described, or is there anything else that might be a roadblock to people feeling grateful? I would say what I've concluded as the number one roadblock that I found was complaining as one subject you know we talked about a whole a whole lot of different words that that fall into that category you know but complaining is is what you kind of pay attention to or you see most often whether it's on social media and you're just you're around it and you're feeling it and complaining in my books it just suffocates gratitude Mm -hmm. it doesn't allow that the grace of gratitude, which is living in that place where you've now you've tried it, maybe you've written some, maybe you've changed your thinking a little bit, maybe you're walking around feeling a little bit lighter, maybe you appreciate yourself a little bit more, maybe you're talking kinder to you, which is a really important thing because you know negative self-talk and, and you know noticing negative things about yourself is not so healthy. But as you start to become more familiar with walking around in a state of gratitude, living in a state of gratitude. Before you go to bed at night, writing is a really good thing to do or just paying attention to, you know, what are a few things that I could say I was grateful for today? Even if you're not Mm. wanting to write them down. but So recalling those things to your day, not getting to bed at night and going through all the things that went wrong in your day. Just if you were able to refocus that lens and say to yourself, okay, what are the three, what are the three things I can be grateful for today? Because and what then, you're saying is, 
what you're saying is interrupt complaining because so, complaining is a roadblock. Yeah, it, it's a roadblock. And it's, it's actually, it, it's not going to get you anywhere. It's not going to solve mm-hmm. anything. And like we said before, yes, well, maybe for short term you feel like venting is helping you, but it's really not. It's not it's so making you similar. feel better. It's so similar to addictions. Oh, my God, I, I never realized it before. It's like, you know, that drink or that drug, because, you know, I'm an addictions expert, and this is right. the way I speak to my addictions clients. That drink or that drug will give you temporary relief, but then it puts you into a cycle of shame, guilt, and remorse. And it sounds like, you know, the... The, the the negativity may give you temporary relief, but it puts you into a, a cycle of more negativity. So that's that's really good that we could make that connection, Carolyn. Um, yeah. In in your book, you write whatever we appreciate appreciates and gratitude is contagious. Can you talk about contagious for me, please? <laughs> it almost sounds like you know something you wouldn't want, uh, something that's yeah. contagious, but. It, right. it has to do with momentum. So mm-hmm. um, I found that after uh, I felt really good about things that are present right now, things that mm-hmm. I can appreciate. And sometimes it's just a, it's just something that, okay, it's been raining for five days here where I am in Montreal, and yesterday I got a two-minute glimmer of sun before it started raining, to get, uh, raining again. I felt that feeling of gratitude just from that. So when I say gratitude is contagious, once that momentum starts to kick in in that way, you tend to defer to it. And then more things that you notice, small things. I probably wouldn't have never noticed it and brought it to my awareness before and said I wouldn't have noticed there was some sun for a couple of minutes. I mean, it sounds trite, but it's not because they lift, it lifts you. It makes you feel better. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, remembering to focus on what's working versus what's not working will make you feel better, and it will make you feel well. You will feel healthier. I'm going to focus on what's working right now and what's not working. Watch watch me adopt a gratitude wellness strategy. I'm so grateful to be on the air with you and with Nicole and our listeners on Use for the Soul. And since our switchboard's not working, I'm going to focus on what is working, which is the email. So if you have a question, <laughs> email it to Nicole on on the air at tellus.net, T-E-L-U-S dot N-E-T, and Nicole will read it to us. Meanwhile, we'll keep being grateful and uh, continuing with our gratitude topic. How was that? Am I a good student, Carol? That's excellent. That interrupted the entire pattern. I love it. Oh, and Nicole's on. Hello. Hi. Uh, Okay, we have all the people listening on the phone today don't want to actually speak on the air. It's just in the screening room getting an amalgamation of the main big question. Around gratitude, the main big question that most people have, um, and I'm paraphrasing, is basically how to stay or attain a state of gratitude amidst the very um, counterproductive, negative goings-on seemingly in mainstream media right now around the world. Mm. That's a great question. That's a great question because it's so relevant and it's around us all the time. One of the things that I again, chose to do is shut down a lot of the more accessible media that's going to reach me. What I do every day before I turn on my smartphone, before I start my business day, is I spend an hour and I spend it in a little bit of meditation. As my eyes open up and my day starts, before I dump all that stuff that's going on in the world into my world, I take some time to myself, some quiet time, and for different people it's different you know, early, maybe really early hours, maybe not so early before the kids are up, where it can be you time. And spend some time really quietly with yourself. Could be five minutes meditation, could be 15 minutes, whatever works for you. And then spend a few minutes writing down what we're talking about, writing down what you appreciate most in your life. What's the best part of today? What do you love about your life before all that stuff enters into your world? So you're kind of, you're giving yourself a leg up. You're giving yourself a little bit of, of armor, of ammunition, if you will, because you've got a little mm. bit of inner 
peace going on there because you're connecting with you. Anytime you write gratitude, anytime you sit in the quiet of giving yourself that sacred space to write gratitude, to connect with yourself, to realize what you love most about you and your life, you're connecting with your inner core being. And when you're in that space, you're untouchable. Now, when you turn on your phone or your television and everything starts coming in, that's going to happen. But you have, you're have you a little bit better equipped to focus where you want to focus because it's not the exterior circumstances in life that control how your life goes. You get to spend a lot of your time deciding how you want to think. And it's not easy. Awesome. But it is definitely something that you can absolutely start right away. And you can start tomorrow. You can start small. But just changing those thoughts when you wake up in the morning, when you've just slept and your mind is clear, and then before you go to bed at night, because I can guarantee you, if you go to bed at night thinking about all the woes of the world, you're going to wake up that way. So you just you just want to give yourself that leg up on your day and then that quiet time before you go to bed at night and I think that you'll find some relief, and I think that you'll feel a little calmer and more in tune with yourself, which will allow you to tune out some of those things that are out there in the media. And, and it's not easy, That's but it's fabulous. Doable. Yeah. Uh, Nicole, did you have another question there, or will I make? Was that the essence there? You've got four Sounds minutes like. for wrap up time there, Grace, and then we have to slip into some shameless self promotion. There's a live show behind you today. Okay. There's always a live show because it's news for the soul, life changing <laughs> talk radio, and everyone wants to listen to it. It's the best radio station. Okay, <laughs> thank you, Nicole. She's the best producer, I tell you. She is so thorough. Now, uh, Carolyn, I just want to say a couple of notes that I got from your book about what I thought the top four wellness benefits of gratitude strategy, wellness gratitude strategy was. And one is that you say a consistent, even inconsistent gratitude practice is good for you. Anything that allows us to unplug, realign, reprogram, rethink, reimagine, replenish has to have merit. Number yep. two, expressing thanks and receiving expressions of, of thanks um, creates opportunities for better relationships, even professional ones. There you go. Kindness mm-hmm. matters. There yeah. you go. There's another one. Um, feeling better about ourselves, uh, even if our life's not perfect, provides us with more energy. It gives us more empathy and more compassion ourselves and others and the habit of feeling grateful and appreciative increases awareness of good so it sets us up to create more good because what you focus on multiplies and when we amplify the good we kick to the curb the need to complain and Mm -hmm. we get more positive outcomes so there they are so Carolyn I know you have three free giveaway resources for our listeners today do you want to tell us what they are and how they can access them please Sure, I would love to. So I have a a 30-day, it's an e-guide that I put together when I published the book, and you don't need to have the book to use the e-guide. And I call it, um, it's a companion to grow your own gratitude garden. And the whole e-guide is built around growing a garden and and simple ways that um, allow you to unplug and refocus and feel grateful. So to get access to that, um, they would just need to go to my website, and to uh, subscribe there. So that's w- uh, www.carolynflower.com, and you just enter in your name and your email address, and that will be sent to you. And you can work through that from day one to day 30. So it really does get you started. There's some journaling pages there. There's even some coloring pages there that will just spark your creativity at the same time. So you can go and download okay. that. And for anybody who'd like to have a free consult for 30 minutes uh, for journal writers, how to begin, how to sustain a practice of gratitude, how to kind of get through the weeds, um, then they can email me at carolyn at carolynflower.com, and I will send you a link, and you can register for that free call. 
And um, for anyone who wants to come and say hello, my Facebook page is Carolyn Flower International, and I've got different um, strategies and posts that I that I post there. But you can certainly come and say hello there anytime. And you have free group coaching live for authors. That's Don't on you? yes on Fridays I do uh, it's called Author Talk Fridays. There's uh, free coaching in uh, in a specific Zoom room live. So if you go to Carolyn Flower International's Facebook page, you will see that pinned to the top of my Facebook page, and you can click on that and join me and ask any questions about writing or journaling or anything. Wow. Really. It's, it's really open to anybody, um, uh, and all of the international times are listed there. Wow. Well, you've got to be grateful for all of those free giveaways. <laughs> Carolyn is spelled C-A-R-O-L-Y-N. Flower is F-L-O-W-E-R. CarolynFlower.com, the amazing Carolyn Flower. Now, Carolyn prepared an assignment for me to give you guys, and um, and I'll give you that assignment, but I'll give you my giveaways first. I'll do my shameless self-promotion so if you're having trouble getting grateful <laughs> and you've got a whole lot of issues to process, <laughs> you, anyone who uh, listens to radio, News for the Soul Radio and wants to have a session with me can email me at grace at gracegedeon.com and you get 50% off your first session. So, all right, guys. Thank you so much, Carolyn. That was amazing and wonderful. I'm going to give people their assignment. Um, it's a bit long, so you won't be able to write it down, I don't think, but it will be up on my website under the radio show tab page or listen back to the podcast on archives on my page on useforthesoul.com's website or my own radio show page website. It will be up for you. Okay, here's the journaling assignment. Number one, decide to begin a 30-day gratitude journaling practice. So as Carolyn said, you can do a, a sticky note, you can have a gratitude jar, or you can get a notebook, a special uh, gratitude journal, and make that your sacred space to write. Number two, have a mindset cleanse. So decide to begin the 30-day gratitude journaling practice. Remember what she said about the science study with that. Number two, cleanse your mindset, paying attention to the complaining and negative thoughts and trying to switch over to um, grateful thoughts. So challenge your thinking. If you can't do it in your head, do it in your writing. Even if your gratitude journal writing is writing down the negative stuff to eliminate that, move that aside, then do the gratitude journal, release it. If you start getting thoughts like, I've never done this before, try and switch that to this is an opportunity to learn and grow. If you think, I don't have the time, switch that to I'll, I'll adjust my schedule to allow for it. Why bother? Switch that to I know this will benefit my health. There's a science to gratitude. We've just been told this. Okay, so one, the Gratitude journaling practice for 30 days. Two, cleanse your mind. Three, this is how your gratitude practice could look like. Find a place that you love, that's your sacred space. Then find a time that you love, that's your sacred time. Then choose your favorite pen or pencil and get your gratitude um, journal. That's your, they're your sacred tools. Then write Two questions on each page. Top page, what am I grateful for? Second page, what was the best part of my day? Write as much or as little as you feel. Don't judge yourself and don't be surprised if your daily writing creates a huge difference in your amount from day one. A huge difference in the amount of gratitude you feel from day one to day 30. And if you don't feel that, Call Carolyn, she'll give you a yeah. money back guarantee. <laughs> or as they say in AA, we can't we might not be able to get you um sober, but we will address your misery. <laughs> no, we can get you sober, but you have to address your misery. <laughs> there you go. So so there you go. So so thank at you, least you'll become aware of your misery. Thank you, Carolyn, and thank really you appreciate everyone. It. 
Thank you, everyone, for Thank listening. you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. So thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Uh, see you next time, Monday, the 17th of July at 3 p.m. at Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And until then, just remember, when you understand the workings of your psyche, what drives you to think, feel, and act the way you do, your breakthrough is imminent and your life can be amazing and grateful. Thanks, Nicole. <laughs> Thanks, Carolyn. See you guys in a couple of weeks. This is Nicole Whitney, News for the Soul, life-changing talk radio from the uplifting to the unexplained. It's a great honor to have you on the show tonight. Welcome, Deepak Chopra. Thank you. Yes, this is Uri. Hi, Uri. It's Nicole Whitney calling News for the Soul. Welcome to News for the Soul, Robert Allen. Thanks. Next on News for the Soul, it's time for your